DMJ today with your host, Gavin Marcus and Jared. It was in the moment. It was in the moment. It was like, go for it. Hey, what's up, Nifam? Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, welcome to DMJ today with your host, Gavin Marcus and myself, Jared. Uh, I'm just going to hand this over to Gavin because he's leading the whole thing. Uh, he's leading the conversation, so I'm going to hand it to No, not Gavin. the whole thing. Not the whole thing. Chill, chill, chill. Are you you um, running this this. <laughs> okay, so basically the topic for today is religion. And the reason why it came up like amongst us was because I am an agnostic, whereas the others who are Christians. Um, you know, if you guys don't know what agnostic is, it's kind of like a girl trying to pick where to eat. Like, you know you're hungry, and you know you want to eat somewhere, <laughs> you just don't know where, you just don't know which one. So it's literally like that. So it's like, it's like for agnostic, it's like you're trying to, you know, you feel like there's a higher power and you want to get, you want to know that higher power, but you don't know which religion is the right one. Isn't that a good analogy? Uh, I think that's a great <laughs> analogy. But anyway. Um, I like that. Yeah, so that's, so that's kind of how the it got brought that. up. Um, maybe, maybe we should do it like you and Jared, maybe you guys give your experiences in religion and then we can go mm-hmm. on why I think religion is uh, why I'm not so sold on the re- on religion and maybe you guys can give me your perspectives on it or whatever um, yeah so which one of you wants Ooh. to start with yeah, your, your, your experience is religion why you why you feel like religion or Christianity specifically is like good for you guys putting on the spot I know you're welcome hey doesn't need to be anything amazing like it can be it can be chill it can be i'm like if you're asking why i think or why i choose to be a christian right if that is what you're asking me and why it's you can attack the question else. in whatever way no but that's a very broad <laughs> question, so we're gonna you can attack the question yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can attack it anyway you can attack it anyway you you feel the question is leaning towards that is a very broad question but I'm going yeah, to answer. I'm not looking for a specific answer, you know. I think you just asked for just some. I'm going to take it like why I would, why I am a Christian and why I have not explored other religions. That is why I'm going to take it. Okay. 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 I'm taking it like that. So the reason that I have not explored other religions or why I have not doubted that God is real and that God exists and that God is for me and that all those like Christian things why I haven't doubted that is because of my experience. So it's one thing to be in a building, for example, a church and have someone lecture and preach to you about God is this and God is this and this and this and this and this, whatever, whatever. And you can have all the theory, but no practical experience. So Mm -hmm. for me, God is real to me because I have experienced him. So Mm -hmm. there was a point where I personally, I was raised in a church, but that was more theory. It wasn't like experience. So yeah. I was 17. I was 17. It was, like, it was like you were just there. Yeah, fully. So like I knew facts about God. I could, I could even quote John 3.16 for you. Like, you know, I had some mind knowledge, but I had no heart knowledge or yeah. experience of God. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there came a time in my life where I was like 17 or 18. And then I experienced God for myself. And it wasn't someone else mm. preaching about God. It was God and I having a moment together where we had a little encounter and that changed everything for me because then God went from 
like a dude up there in the sky who like wrote a book one day and it's like all powerful and like scary and freaky to actually now God's personal to me. He like Jesus is my savior. Like he's he's with me here <laughs> together in my heart. He's not some some like far away foreign dude. Like he's actually yeah. he's real. Um so that that is my answer to that question. I have never felt to explore other religions because I am satisfied and fulfilled by God. Mm. Okay, okay. Jared, on to you, brother. How 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 do you how how do you feel? Wait, no, sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna make like the question. I'm gonna try and like give you a hand here. Like, how do how are you thinking of attacking the question? Like, how what like how what did you hear when I say how do you experience it? And then you can go ahead. What do I? What? <laughs> what did you say? How how do I? You can you can just explain you can explain like how you attacking the question what you hear what you heard when I said um, yeah how do you how was your experience in religion and then you can take it away from there. Mm. Mm, firstly, before like I, I give my answer, I just want to say we we speaking from our personal point of view, so we speaking from a Christian point of view. Uh, we're not going into other religions because we haven't experienced that yet, you know. So like like I said, on. you can you can you can take no, I'm just, I'm just, it anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think your own personal personal yeah. view, and maybe take it from a Christianity view, not not religion in a broad sense. Maybe just a personal. Yeah. Um, I think for this, I'm just gonna the way I took it is how did I choose to become a Christian? You know, uh, like we know we all are born into a religion. Some people are born Tamil, some people are born Christian, Muslim, etc., uh, etc. Et right? And I think I think religion or becoming part of religion is when it comes to a certain age, you you have, you make a choice. You know, like for you example, I think you're born Christian, am I right? Yeah. Seven. Okay, yeah, so you're like yeah. born Christian, right? But you're born into that, but then you chose to not become Christian. You know, you're agnostic. You don't, you're not classified as a Christian. I think we all have that choice where we get to decide whether or not we can be in that religion or uh, go into something else. Uh, for me, like mm. to become a Christian, I think uh, I was like 14, 15, um, where, uh, where I felt I was, there was something missing, you know, like mm. I was born in, in Christian or in a church and stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I felt personally there was something missing inside of me and I think like once I, I went to church or for myself and I got to read the word, read the Bible and stuff and experience God on a personal level uh, compared to just going to church, um, that's it and going home. But experiencing the relationship uh, with God yourself, that changes the whole game, that, that you feel fulfilled, if you know what I mean. You feel that empty void it's gone. There's no empty void. There's just that, that, that fullness that's in you, mm. uh, which for me will never, I will never leave. I'm not going to say Christianity. I'll say I will never leave God, uh, mm. Jesus, because, uh, I see relation. Like I always tell people, I always see relationship with God over religion. Many people won't understand that. Uh, religion is something where you're forced into doing like certain things, rituals, uh, People say it's rituals, but also doing certain things in the church or yeah, yeah. religion. Uh, 
but a relationship with God is completely different to a religion. And mm. if you look on that over religion, then I don't think you you'd need to look anywhere else. Mm. That that's how I see your question. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I think a very like interesting and like amazing similarity in both of your stories it was both of you said something like you were you were going to church but like you weren't hearing anything you were reading you were reading the bible but it was just words it was just facts that you guys knew and then it really changed once you found meaning in the words you found yeah you found a a purpose in going into into church yeah Um, yeah that's just something i picked up from you guys yeah, because there's, um, there's, there's such a big difference between, like Jared was saying, there's a big difference between religion and relationship, and people don't understand that. Um, like religion, yeah. institutionalized religion, it's it's practice. It's it's like practices, it's habits, I guess. It's doing things, yeah. doing things off the list. So it's like saying, I'm a Christian because I went to church on Sunday, or I'm a Christian mm-hmm. because I did this, because I did this, because I did this. And while all of these things that you do are important, and they are in the Bible, the root of Christianity, it's not performance, it's relationship. So religion focuses on performance, whereas God actually, like if you actually read the Bible, if you read the gospel, God did not send his son Jesus to die for us so that we can be reconciled into practices. He sent Mm -hmm. Jesus so that we could be reconciled in relationship with him. And I think that a lot of people miss that. And that's why like a lot of people don't like Christianity. It's because they were raised in a church that was very religious that was very yeah, like yeah. order rules regulation. Yeah, it's usually not. It's usually not the relationship. It's yeah. the, the practices that, yeah. that mess it up. Yeah. Mm. Like I said, I was raised. I think in think I, I didn't pray outside of church. I didn't read the Bible outside of church. Mm. I like yeah. I didn't do those things. Like I said, it was just like you were there. It wasn't really no. anything more. Yeah. Just you were there. Um. I think maybe we can do pros and cons now. I think we should, again, start with the, the cons. It's always good to end on a lighter note. Um, so one of the cons, I definitely think, yeah, one of the cons I definitely think would be um, religion is definitely used uh, sometimes to justify terrible things. Yeah. Um, I can give you an example. I mean, religion was used to justify racism. Before, mm. before, before uh, colonizers came, there was no, there was nothing, there was no such thing as white people. It was, I'm an Englishman, you're an Irishman, yeah. and you're a Scotsman. There was no, he's a white man. They'd never seen a black person before. And obviously, they were practicing Christianity. And from what they saw, they were the perfect creation of um, God in his image, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when they came to Africa and they saw a bunch of uh, these black people, they were saying, wait, but we're the perfect image of God and we're this color and they that color. So maybe they also an image of God, just not on our same level. So they obviously used that thinking to justify cruelty to these people. And I mean, the cruelty that we still experience today. Um, yeah, I don't know. What's your guys' thoughts thoughts behind it? I mean, religion, in a in a general sense, is used yeah. to um, justify bad things. Um, yeah. 
not necessarily just Christianity. I mean, we've seen it yeah, in the, the Muslim the Muslim community. A lot, a lot that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What other? Yeah. What do you guys? What do you guys think about that? I fully agree with you. I like. I don't think people realize the effect or the role that religion played in the colonial process and in imperialism and all those things where they actually used the gospel to justify oppression. And I think that that's something that we still see today. Like I've seen countless accounts on Twitter of like old white men who have like some racist, racist like slogan in their bio. Can I say, can I say a thing about that? It's either racist old, old white men or it's young white girls. Why is it those two? It's always those two that are most racist and are using like Bible verse. Oh, not yeah, like using Bible verses and stuff like that. Yeah, That's really weird. Well. I've um, never seen that, dude. Messed up. But it's, it's like oh, it's only those two. Yeah, but so yeah. many things that are that, like. And this is where the, the problem with religion versus relationship, because if you had relationship, you would actually have understanding that that is not what the scripture means. Because if you are just religious. Yeah ticking boxes, filling things out, not actually getting to know God or his word. You're going to take one verse out of the whole Bible and think, cool, this verse means that I can be racist. This verse means that I can be sexist. This verse means this and this and this, where it really doesn't, like it really doesn't. And people don't understand the context of the Bible as well. Like there's so much, like there's such a depth to theology that people overlook yes. when they use. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> like when they use. Yeah, I, I, yeah uh, anyone who doesn't know, I study theology. Um, so yeah, yeah. Hey. that's why I was like, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, very weird for agnostic to be studying things, <laughs> but yeah, it's faith seeking understanding the meaning of theology, and I'm seeking understanding. So, I'll, yeah. um, uh, I think I think hold on, I think just to no no no, note, I think just to go on your note, you said like uh, white people said they are the perfect image of God and stuff, but if mm. you think about it, where did when the Bible, where does, where, does, uh, where does everything in the Bible take place? It takes place. I think I know what you're going to say, that they weren't no, even they, white people. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they weren't even white people. But I mean, at the time, there was a... Uh, I, mean, I mean, Jesus, for instance, how does everyone know what Jesus looks like? That's not, that's not an image of Jesus, actually. That's one of the kings who made a painting of himself. And they all hung it, uh, all of like the, the Englishmen or whatever hung it in their homes. And then he became like the image of Jesus later on. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do uh, think a counter, a counter to my, my point of where I said like religion is used to justify bad things. One that I've heard like quite a bit is um, people, people say the religion is good or religion is perfect, but people are. Yeah, and mm. people, those people are the ones who are using this to justify that. That's something I've heard a lot, and that's something I feel like I can maybe accept. You know, which is true. But I at the same time, I still, I'm still dealing with the people who are using yeah. like religious views. So it's kind of hard to make the the distinction between the two. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he said that about religion. Uh, about Christianity, Gandhi. I think Gandhi said that. Am I right? Was it Gandhi? Gandhi said about. He said he likes religion. He likes Christianity, but he doesn't like the people. Um, mm. But to give an answer to your question, Devin, I think I just have a simplified where 
where God, God is love, right? It's God is love. Mm. And in the Bible, it basically says that uh, this, this the whole Bible is simplified into two things. If you do these two things, then you're living a righteous life, I would say. The first thing is to love God. First thing is to love God, right? To love God with all your heart mm. and soul. And the second thing is to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, if you apply those two principles to everything you do, let's say like if, if you are racist and stuff, you can't be racist to someone. Uh, let's say if you love that person, you won't be racist to that person. All right. Mm. Don't treat them yeah. uh, equal. If you love the person, you treat them as you'd want to be treated as yourself. And I feel like if people just understand those two things, uh, uh, if, mm. if Christians like Christians or people in general just believe that or do that, then mm. the religion won't be as complicated. There won't be so much laws and stuff. If you just do those mm. two things, then uh, I would say. Um, that's, that's super interesting. What you just mentioned um, reminds is very similar to the, like, the philosophical thought of um, Stoicism which is like basically you you don't like it's, I'm going to explain what it is and then I'm going to tell you why it's similar to what you just said it's basically yes. you don't let the things that you can't have an effect on like make you upset and you mm. focus on what you can change that's like basically what stoicism is and one of the one of the things in there says if you love if you're just if you live a life where you're a good person, whether there's a God, if there's a God, they won't care about anything else. They just know you've lived, you were a good person in your life, and you will go to heaven or whatever. But if there isn't a God and you live as if you're a good person, you'll at least go into the afterlife knowing you've been you've had a good life and you had a virtuous life. I think that's very cool. I think that's very like interesting thought process how they kind of link together like if you're a good person and you apply that in anything you do like jared said then god will i have a, I have a question to that okay who, who's the judge who decides what is good and bad well everyone could be i mean supported. society judges it's based on uh court of public opinion of what is good or bad there isn't there isn't anything that is that is like universally good because for instance we could see cannibalism as bad yeah but you go somewhere else and that's completely normal that's just something they do there's nothing that is got universally right like i can't say me running with scissors is a bad thing actually Mm. that's a bad that's a bad thing to say because i can go somewhere else and people will run with scissors like like two hands two in two hands like come on so yeah there's not anything like universally right you can't like put a a good or bad thing i think it just depends on your your personal views of what you believe is good unless it's like racism and that's kind of weird yeah so it's essentially (laughs) society define it's letting people define what is good and what is bad well i guess in your society yeah it's, it is society-based of what is good or bad. But don't you think that in itself has made such a mess of a world that we live in today? Not necessarily. A lot of the stoic practices people use every day, journaling, that's a stoic practice, meditating, that's a stoic practice. 
it has a it's had a positive effect on a lot of the things we do to help our mental health and yeah. to I'm not, I'm not specifically talking about the stoic practices though. I'm talking about the idea of letting people decide what is good and bad. I think, I think on your point, I, I'm going to agree with your point, but I think with everything, there's pros and cons. Yeah. And I think the pros would be that maybe it helps you to believe that you are a good person and maybe the cons can be in the wrong society. It could be used for unjust things. Yeah, I would agree with your point. Though I would say like it, it could go very dangerous very quickly. Um, maybe I was thinking of another con now, but I'm not too sure what it was now. <laughs> Do you two have it? Maybe I'll think of it just now. You two maybe yeah. have an idea of. I just have a question, David. Like, I just have yeah. a question. Is uh, like. I just want to know from your part, like we explain like why we are Christian, why we chose to be Christian, but from mm. your point of view, what made you become agnostic? Good question. I don't know. I just, yeah, I think I don't necessarily know, dude. I literally just like, I don't feel that, that meaning that you guys are talking about, like the meaning. Mm. Of I don't, I don't feel that. And mm. I haven't felt it yet, but I would like to believe yes, yes, actually a pro of why think religion is good i think religion gives people a purpose in life yeah with any religion i think it gives people a purpose in life and i would like to believe there's a higher power because that would mean that there's a purpose to life life is meaning actually and mm. i wouldn't be fully atheist because then what's the point of life or just mm. literally born to die so yeah i think i've I'm not, I'm not feeling that meaning necessarily, but uh, I would like to because I would like to have a, a more optimistic view on life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that fully answers your question, but yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on to the the, the pros. I feel, I, or maybe I'll think of a con later. But let's move on to the pros. I feel like I have endless pros. I just. <laughs> <laughs> you lay them on me bro lay me on lay them on me well it's literally everything that you're saying like there's purpose there's value there's love there's acceptance like everything that we strive for okay personally that i've like i can only speak from my experience things that people are so desperate for in the world people are desperate for love and connection and intimacy and acceptance and validation and reason to live like you said like reason to life and I have found mm. all of those things in God. That is why it's a prayer for me. But then again, this is, this is a relationship, not a religion thing. Because you can be yeah. religious and not feel loved and not feel accepted and not have purpose. If you're ticking all those boxes, that doesn't mean that you're going to have those things. Because those things, the pros of Christianity, okay, I'm speaking for Christianity again. The pros of mm. Christianity come from relationship with God. It doesn't come from ticking boxes or from doing things. To, um, yeah, quickly on your point, I know you you said like you're speaking just on Christianity, but I mean, all of you that you've said can be applied to every religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. when you're speaking on Christianity, it's basically speaking about every religion, if you think about it, whether Muslim, Jewish. Yeah, I don't like speaking on behalf of other religions because I don't know enough about it. Yeah, yeah. you can't fully so, understand. I think awesome. But yeah. if we're talking about religion as a bigger thing, I think a pro is that it actually does, like you said, bring hope. 
because mm-hmm. it, it's, it allows you to have faith in something other than yourself. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we all know that we fall short and that we disappoint ourselves and that we can have big dreams and yeah. expectations. And while we will mm-hmm. achieve our dreams and we can do great things, like oftentimes we fall short or we make mistakes or we mess up and putting our hope and our faith in something greater than ourselves also just protects mm-hmm. our heart from that pain of like, ah, I'm a failure, I'm a mess. Yeah. Um, okay, wait, I actually remembered what I was thinking. It's a question that I'm going to ask you to, or ask you if you guys know about. Um, it is something that I think a lot of people who were Christians, when they found this out, they may have been like a bit iffy about the religion afterwards. So are you guys like aware of the doctrine of election? Doctrine of what? Doctrine of? Election. No. Election. Yeah. No. So basically, okay. So basically what the doctrine of election is, it says that God has put favor in some or some people and not others. So it's kind of like before, before you're born or whatever, like he already knows, okay, I've, I'm putting favor in you. And basically what that means is he is only some people are going to heaven at the end of the day. Only some people are going to heaven. No matter how you live, he has already picked a few. That's the doctrine of election. And yeah, I feel like maybe that's a, a con in some people's life, in some people's eyes, in the sense that they might be extremely religious or have a, they feel like they have a good relationship with God, but no matter what, they don't know if they can still go to heaven. And uh, I know a lot of, I know a lot of Christians either don't know it or don't accept the doctrine of election. But um, yeah, what are you guys thoughts on it now that you've heard about it? I wouldn't accept it simply because it goes against the gospel. It's it's contradictory. It is, it is, it is Old Testament though. So it is before Jesus. Where's the source though? Like which which scripture and stuff? Yeah. Uh, it does yeah. Feel like just to know like where's because people say I, like a lot of things from the Bible, but it's not there. I can't know? I can't necessarily give the exact like thing right off my head, but I know it's it is Old Testament before Jesus, so it would make sense a little bit why it's a bit like God hates us, you know what I mean? But I think the that old, kind of like fear God. The Old Testament in itself, think, there was, there was like action and consequence was at play. So mm. there was also opportunity to restore. Whereas the mm. the main, oh, not the main, the main difference essentially between the New Testament and the Old Testament is that in the Old Testament people had to atone for their their sins themselves. Whereas now we yeah. living in the New Testament, Jesus atoned for our sin. So we don't have yeah, to it's, sacrifice. So in, in the Old Testament, yeah, in the Old Testament, the mention of the Jewish words for charity and I think love is only mentioned like once or twice. That's mm. in the whole Old Testament. And then after that, in the New Testament, it's mentioned every single time. Yeah. So like I said, it's, it was more of like having a fear of God in the Old Testament. So maybe that's why it's more like, whoa, dude, chill out. Yeah. You know what I, mean? um, I think from, from your, for, for your, your question, Davin, is where yeah. you said some people are going to heaven, some people are going to heaven, some people are not, right? And that was yeah. from, from the it's old predetermined. It's predetermined. Yeah. Predetermined, people but are going to heaven, no matter how you live your life. 
yeah so for what i would say is the new testament where jesus comes so the reason why jesus comes is that he comes uh to die for our sins everyone's sins everyone's sin in their life right but he comes to to die for our sins and take away every single sin that we've done in the past and mm -hmm. that's where everything is gone and you became you became new you're a new person yeah. so for you to become a new person and stuff that's when you have a relationship with god and that's where you have uh that's where you can go to heaven and be with god mm -hmm. so it, i think the, the doctrine contradicts what Jesus came for, you know? Yeah. So I would say. Yeah, I think I, I definitely think so. I mean, I, the church that I went to was an Anglican church with a very mm -hmm. good relationship with Jesus. And yeah. in confirmation classes, all I, all we learned about was New Testament. Yes, I got confirmed, guys. <laughs> it's New Testament. So, like, maybe, and I, I didn't even know any of the, the stuff i didn't know about doctrine of election i didn't know about these yeah, yeah. maybe negatives of christianity i think uh, and until like, like i read it myself even if this does align with the old testament which i don't think that it does but even if it does i could be wrong even if it yeah. does it's not relevant anymore because we live in the new testament we are not existing in the old testament yeah. anymore yeah. We, are, we are under the new covenant of grace so regardless of whether yeah. or not this is relevant or mm. accurate mm. it doesn't matter anymore because we've moved on we've moved on mm. wow guys this has been an awesome chat we're gonna cut it off here this will be part one we will be doing a part two but before we end i just want to plug 1825 conference for those of you who don't know what that is 1825 conference is my church's young adults conference it's all about empowering young adults um so if you are interest if you are a christian or interested in christianity i would encourage you to do that and to register it is an online conference so it is free there's no cost involved it will be on youtube instagram whatsapp it's, it's free free which means no money which also means no corona that's true Whoa. oh video so, i don't know as well that, but it means that yeah. <laughs> so you can register for that it is on the 7th and 8th of august registration is free you do have to register just to get access though so if you want to find out more about it um you can go on instagram and search heelsong 1825 movement or you can go on our website heelsong.com forward slash south africa and click on the what's happening tab and it will give you all the information the theme this year is now i see it's based on the song amazing grace i once was blind but now i see going to be really transformative and amazing it's all about reflection and perspective so if you consider yourself a young adult get there other than that like subscribe wait what do what do we consider a young adult a young adult is someone who's in the young adult stage of life so if you're a student or if you're a young worker, i think under 25 i'm under 25 i'm gonna say yeah but what over what age Officially, it's 18 to 25, but unofficially, it's yeah. 18 to 25 ish. So, like, if you are like 27 and you're still a young adult, like, you're not settled, settling down and like married and stuff, you are welcome here. Yeah, it's fine. Tell your friends. Yes, okay, so I was just wondering because it was like, does this mean like a bunch of 13, 14? No, 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 no. We want sophistication. It's 18. You, you have to be 18 <laughs> out of yeah. high school. And then it goes to like 25-ish, but I'm saying ish because- Okay, sorry, sorry, 13 and 14 year olds, not yeah. for you. Not for you, unfortunately. Not this much. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you can do that. Like, subscribe, help our algorithm, do the things. Other than that, yes, stay tuned for part two of our religion chat next week.